the Seaswim Both Welsh Experience Podcast. Spread the fire, welcome back to SMWX, and I am extremely excited to be joined by political analyst, author, Ribone Tao. Ribone, thanks so much for joining us on SMWX. Hi, Cesar. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a long time in the making. Um, I'm always really appreciative of your analysis because you have spent time within the ANC, so you just understand the party better than we analysts who, uh, who try to analyze from the outside. Um, and we're really going to do a deep dive into the build-up to the December conference. Um, and I don't think there's anyone better to do it with. So once again, thanks for being here. And let's start at the beginning. Uh, let's start at the top. To what extent do you think President Cyril Ramaphosa, um, as, as we speak, is in the driver's seat for the party leadership going into December? One thing about this conference going to December is a very interesting conference. Mm. And why I say that you come with a national executive committee where the secretary general of the party is suspended. Mm. And the deputy secretary general, who is late, um, may his soul rest in peace, mm. Jesse Duarte. Mm. Indeed. So you've got an organization that does not have a secretariat, you know? Mm. And you've got the acting. Secretary General in the form of um, the Attorney General Paul mm. Mashatile, mm. you know. So things are not normal in the ANC, like mm. we know historically, you know, where sometimes you look at the Secretary General of the ANC, where they are politically, then you know that if the Secretary General is not with the President, the President is not likely to win this conference. Sure. We have seen it, and I can take you back to 2007 in Polokwane, you know, when mm. Khalima was the Secretary General, you know, when he was not moving with um, the former President Tabumbeki, mm. you know, for the position of, uh, when he was contesting the third term, mm. he decided to move with um, um, the former President Jacob Zuma. You go again back to 2012, when they were united, uh, mm. Mandashe and Zuma, mm. uh, uh, they won that conference, you know. And then now you go to 2017 when you see Mandaje not supporting um, mm. the candidate that was uh, supported by uh, Jacob Zuma, which sure. in the form of Dr. Lamini Zuma. That then shows um, that uh, uh, Mandaje then takes his numbers or the support mm. because the SG is very central in the administration mm. of this process is going to December. So with Ramaphosa right now, some might say, yes, he's getting these pronouncements from provinces. Sure. But that, must, that might not be a true reflection because some people might be scared of being whether arrested. Uh, some people might also be scared of um, their branches failing audit. So there's a lot of things that is at play. So uh, we, we, we might not be seeing a true reflection. Mm. You know, a true reflection we might see maybe in December at conference because this has been a very difficult era for, for Ramaphosa as the president yeah. since his election in, 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 in 2017. Uh, the organization keeps speaking about renewal, the unity, and we are, we are not feeling it mm. or seeing it, this renewal uh, that uh, he has been speaking about as the president, as the political head of the ANC. So he might come back if there's a, 
you might not come back if there's a strong candidate. For mm. now, we're not seeing any strong candidate also yeah. from the different people who are seeing that contesting for president, for example, uh, Dr. Lamine Zuma, uh, Dr. Mkizo, by the way, they both come from the same province, mm. was Natal. Uh, I'm hearing that Didi Mabuza seems to also want to contest this thing for mm. president uh, of the ANC. And we mm. know that even his province yes, did not pro pronounce him, they pronounced Lamola. But Didi also is someone who is grounded, you know, in terms of the politics of, of his province. But mm. that campaign of Didi Mabuza might also be late. Because he, he was very central also in 2017. Sure, of course. When, um, when he swayed the votes mm. towards uh, President Ramaphosa and dropping the NTZ faction mm. just hours before the voting. So, I mean, what you said, there's so much already to, to unpack because... Firstly, I want to come to this question of the lack of a, an SG, which marks this conference out as unique. And then to think of a, a figure like Mashatile, because Mashatile is effectively SG, he's effectively treasurer, he's effectively DSG. And so he seems to be at a crucial uh, part of the actual machinery of the party. Um, to what extent do you think that will be an advantage for him going into the conference? And how would you analyze Paul Mashatile's uh, position right now? This is in a very strategic position. And if you read reports coming from the last NEC meeting, mm. that there were some in that NEC that wanted mm. uh, Mashatile to be removed. And their argument was that no, uh, Mashatile can present two reports which is the Secretary General's report, which sure. we all know of, the organizational report, and the Treasurer's report. Mm. But that did not fly. And as it's alleged, you know, in the media, mm. that the people who were actually pushing for this, interesting enough, are people who are contesting the same position as him. Mm. Uh, the media was uh, writing there in the papers, Oscar Mabuyane, mm. uh, Kensane Kubai, and Ronald Lamola. You know, and they're all mm. contesting the same position as him as DP. Mm. So it means that they're feeling the pressure that uh, it is going to be difficult for them having uh, Paul Mashatile at the center mm. of, of the issues of the organization and him contesting for that position of deputy president. But then that debate did not find expression or support sure. within the National Executive Committee. That's why Paul Mashatila remains in that in that seat. Mm. Whether it was strategic for President Ramaphosa is another thing, you know, mm. probably he, he... Because the thing is that when you speak about the CR22 or the CR17, mm. uh, we put Kensani outside, you know, because she was in the NDZ faction mm. in 2017. But Lamula and Oscar were in support of Ramaphosa. And they're contesting each other mm. for the same position mm. using the generational mix um, ticket, you know, uh, that shows you that, uh, that there's serious problems in that faction. There are, there are. And I think one other thing that, that comes to mind when you already give your analysis now is that Ramaphosa seems to be the clear candidate so far for the presidency, or at least the most public one. Mm. But everything underneath that is in some ways up for grabs and so what we might see is an attempt to say okay well Ramaphosa is useful for elections uh, the media likes him so maybe it's useful for us to keep him at the top as a figurehead almost but 
everything downwards shifts towards a, a different center of power. Um, what do you think of that theory? I mean, if you look at the current nominations, yes, it's not nominations of branches, mm. but also pronouncement, let's say, of the different provinces, you know. I think they were still waiting to get a sense with the KwaZulu-Natal, mm. where they stand. Mm. But as things stand, Paul Mashatile yesterday was pronounced by his home province, which is Gauteng, mm. for the position of deputy president. We know that Limpopo um, a few days ago also pronounced him. While Limpopo says we also want a national chair mm. in the form of Sten Matabate, mm. Gauteng has also done the same and said we also support Sten Matabate because mm. obviously now that means the relations between these two provinces mm. have been strengthened. Mm. And mm. then when you engage in the Northwest, they've just come from the provincial conference. And when you engage, you are told that no, the other core which is close to Paul Mashatile. It is the core. It's the it's the core that has won the conference. The one that led by Nono, who is mm. now the provincial chair, and then the other core that lost Bushi, who was who's mm. the premier. Uh, those were seen to be uh, aligned to the president. So you have now Paul Mashatile finding uh, a lot of support mm. from the northwest, from Houghton and from the uh, 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 Limpopo. Mm. So that means that Lamula, who's been pronounced by his province, is going to find it very difficult. We have seen a delegation of, 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 of uh, the leadership from, from Mpumalanga going to KwaZulu-Natal to engage with the leadership of KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. But nothing has materialized you know, because, uh, as I said, that KwaZulu-Natal were not sure if they will even pronounce we are seeing that they have gone to Limpopo, the leadership of Mpumalanga. Obviously, they are carrying the name of Lamola, mm. but I don't know. Going to Limpopo, is it too late? I don't mm. know, because Limpopo has pronounced uh, the leadership on his preferred candidate, which is Paul Mashatile, for the position of deputy president. Mm. And then there is another thing that is also coming up, the, the, the what you call the Cape Town provinces, the mm. Cape provinces, which is Northern Cape, Eastern Cape and Western Cape, that sure. are also in conversation. But if you put the numbers uh, mm. of those three provinces come together, uh, someone was doing a, a calculation and, and they were saying it's, it's around 1.2. Sure. I've not done the numbers myself, yeah, yeah. but they are saying it's 1.2. And if you put Limpopo and Houghton, uh, mm. it's around 1.1. And already you have not put Northwest, which mm. is also supporting uh, Paul Machete. So right now, Paul Machete is seen to be a frontliner. But then mm. you have now Senzo Mutunu now mm. also having interest for this thing of deputy president. That means KwaZulu Natal now has got three candidates in the presidency, uh, which is two, in the form of two deputy, two presidents and a deputy president. Mm. Then you go to the issue of the Secretary General. There's the name of Gwen Ramokhopa that has been mm. also coming up. Uh, there's the name of Mtumiseni Tulu from KwaZulu-Natal, who we know that just recently lost to what, they, what is known as the Taliban faction mm. Mm. in the KwaZulu-Natal province. Uh, but he was elected as a PC member. Uh, so the, the, then you have uh, the DSG, uh, no, people mm. like Nomvula Mkonyan, who has, by the way, been pronounced by a home province, uh, Gauteng, for yeah. the position of the DSG. Mm. Another name coming up is Fimi Porchiter. So uh, that means this race uh, for DSG might be between Fibi Porchiter if, uh, and Nomvula, if Fibi mm. also uh, gets, it, gets nominated, because so far people were also looking at the provinces 
how they are pronouncing themselves. Mm. Uh, will there be a province that will pronounce Phoebe Porter? I don't know. Or will she just be nominated by branches where she will reach threshold? And then you've got the TG's position, mm. uh, which is very interesting. I think from a Houghton point of view, uh, you've got Mzwandile Masina right. running for the po- position. Mm. You've got uh, Mabe. Mm. Who are these this two are seem to be very close allies mm. in the politics of the ANC, but they seem to be contesting each other. Yeah. And will and unfortunately yesterday when you read the Houghton statement did not endorse any of mm. the two candidates mm. for the position of TG. The question that between Pule and and, and, and Mzondile, who has got the muscle to mm. run their campaign at this 11th hour. Then you've got Inokotongwana also who is also contesting for this position. Mm. Then also there's uh, uh, Kumbuzo from Limpopo, mm. who's also contesting for this position, and her province also did not pronounce it, uh, her, but we, we were seeing that there's now also for candidates. So there's a lot of candidates, mm. uh, so there's a pool of candidates, but the question is that who will find um, support mm. within the structures of the ANC? Because when you look at this pronouncement, you can't look at them in a, in a way where you say, yes, branches, it's a conference of branches. Yeah. Yeah. Those pronouncements, they've got a way of influencing the, pro- the, the nomination processes by branches. Mm. Mm. And I think what's interesting about this conference as opposed to other conferences is just because a leadership structure in a province pronounces on one candidate doesn't necessarily mean that a province is united behind that candidate. So we can't always assume that because a province has pronounced that definitely means that all the delegates from that province will ultimately vote in that way. So in some ways, it's 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 one of the more uncertain conferences that we've had. We can't simply say, well, we know exactly which way each province is going. No, you're 100% right. I mean, uh, when you look at the provinces, you need to get the margins mm. of the other grouping, how much they had when they won the conference, mm. and the other grouping uh, that lost how many... Uh, numbers do they have mm. because there's two things the ones that lost it's in their best interest to retain the delegates that they had mm. Mm. the one that won it's also in their best interest to persuade <laughs> some of the branches or yeah. the people that they know are strategic mm. to come and join their core so you might have leverage as having won a conference but you might also lose soldiers along the way. Mm. So you need to retain those soldiers that you have, and then you can still go and take. And the other grouping can lose or can retain also. Mm. You know, so, so we have seen uh, there is no provincial conference that w- the NC went to and it was not contested. Yeah. All of them were highly contested. Um, the margins, um, if you look at them, when the others won by 300, uh, 200, mm. you know, the margin, 100 and something. So those will really be a factor. I, I, I fully agree with you um, yeah, yeah. going to these uh, conferences. But, you know, there's one thing that in politics, there's no loyalty sometimes. Especially when you look at the economy of this country. Mm. Some people need money to survive. And it's easy. And, and the NC itself has admitted to mm. this thing of money circulating. And that's why when you look at the Ramaphosa issue uh, with the public protector, even the CR-17 files, yeah. 
that have been sealed by the courts, you know, mm. that they can access those accounts, you know, it's because of the money. And not only Ramaphosa that uses money, mm. uh, everyone in the ANC, you can't run for any position if you don't have money. It becomes very difficult. Uh, so that will also play a huge factor on uh, going to December. Let's let's come to the question of the presidency then, because although we've said that Ramaphosa is you know, the most public candidate, uh, there have been developments there. We know, for example, firstly, that um, former health minister, also former national official in the ANC, Zuelim Kize, has really started coming out swinging now. But then suddenly, and to, to our surprise, the rebirth of the NDZ campaign. Now, help us understand this, because it seems quite, uh, quite confusing that from the same province you now have two different candidates when clearly you need an obvious challenger to Ramaphosa. What's going on with this presidency, uh, this presidency uh, battle? I mean, if, if you read reports, uh, you'll know that there was a delegation, uh, some uh, who are also in the National Executive Committee who were aligned to the former president, Jacob Zuma, mm. uh, went to go and see him. I think it was last week, Sunday, if I'm not wrong. But what is very interesting, and I want to take you back to the provincial conference of the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. Before that conference, you also had regions going to Sure. See the old man in Ghana. The old man seems to be playing a very strategic role in that province. And as things stand, some will tell you that the old man is not comfortable with uh, Dr. Mkizi mm. being the candidate of the province. He's more comfortable with Nkosazana Lamibe uh, running again for, for December, mm. which makes it very difficult because it, within the RT, when you speak to some of the RT members of the ANC, they will tell you that they don't think that Nkosan is the right candidate right now to contest this conference because they feel that she has run her race in 2017 mm. and now they need to, to come with a new face. So this actually makes uh, former President Jacob Zuma in a very difficult position because his candidate seems to be rejected mm. by those who are supposed to go and work the machinery on the ground, you know, because as you can give instruction, but the people who work these machineries on the ground, you know, um, making sure that they interact with branches on a day-to-day basis, um, they visit even delegates. The delegates will be the most mm. important people mm. once these BGMs are finished, you know. So that really puts him in a very difficult... But that has also split the numbers. And mm. with this one, it goes back to what we spoke about, mm. the issue of the numbers, uh, because... If you look at Kozul Natal, is allocated, I think, if I'm not wrong, 800 delegates. Um, with those 800 delegates, there is a portion for Ramaphosa there. Yeah. That means that the, the portion that was supposed to maybe, for example, go to Zulim Kiza alone, mm. is now divided. It has mm. to now, some will have to go to Kozazana uh, Zamini uh, Zuma. And that's why one is wondering if Kozul Natal will pronounce itself. Mm. And, and, and why I want to elaborate on this, we know of the political violence in the province. Mm. We know of the Murani Commission, you know, and nothing has come out, you know, in terms of the political killings. Even just yesterday, I was uh, seeing on social media that one of the councillors was mm. uh, gunned down last night. So even this process might be very messy. 
Sure. Because people will feel betrayed. People will feel sold out. And mm. the only thing, the language they understand is the gun. Mm. And the ANC has failed to really zoom into KwaZulu-Natal on this thing of political killings in that province. Mm. So we might see people trading very carefully because in politics, as I say, uh, there is no loyalty. People can come here and make a promise because they want to achieve a certain thing and then when they get to the other person, mm. they make another promise because they want to achieve something else. Then you find that they've actually made commitments to about five people. Now when they have to deliver, they are not able to deliver. That's That's quite interesting and I think it also goes more broadly to the wider presidential race because one of the murmurings you hear um, is that in fact there may be a surprise um, we don't see an obvious contender and someone contesting Ramaphosa but people are themselves scared they know the media likes Ramaphosa if they put their neck out they'll be undermined publicly before the conference can happen so there's this idea that maybe um, from the floor even, or, or very late in the day, we might see the proper alternative to Ramaphosa emerging, and that's why we haven't seen the real alternative yet. No, absolutely. I mean, even if you look at these pronouncements, you know, there's a guy who I say, this guy is very central in the NC politics, Kwere mm. Mandashi. We can go back as far as 2007, when he emerged as a secretary general. Mm. In 2012, the same thing. In 2017, he dropped Zuma for Ramaphosa. And if you see now, mm. he his membership is in Gauteng, by the way. Mm. He might be linked to uh, the Eastern Cape because obviously that's his home province where he lived. Mm. But he's been, his membership is in Ekuruland when you speak to some within the mm. ANC. Mm. So that means himself, his home province, has not pronounced him. Yeah. So he's pronounced by Eastern Cape by the virtue that he's got a, a home in the village in the Eastern Cape, mm. you know. <laughs> so and this, uh, so this then makes it very interesting, mm. uh, because if you speak to delegates who were at the policy conference, and this policy conference, which I'll come back to sure. also as we engage further, they will tell you that the issue of Palapala was tried to mm. some tried to raise it from the floor. Right. But Gwede being the national chair managed to, and you know, sometimes he can be very reckless how he responds. Mm, you know? <laughs> I saw Supra trying to raise things and he was just like, no. Very dismissive, yeah, you yeah. know. And so he dismissed this Palapala thing, mm. you know. Uh, some wanted to use the issue of um, the, 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 the National General Council mm. not being held by this um, uh, National Executive mm. Committee. That, mm. There needs to be a review of our policies before we go, can go to the policy conference. Even there, he dismissed it, you know. So he plays a very mm. crucial role, and he's going to play a crucial role in December. So right now, these are people that when you look at people like Zolim Kiza, who mm. is seen not to be liked by um, the former president, uh, Jacob Zuma, mm. uh, he's seen not to be finding expression in the cell Ramaphosa faction. Mm. So these are people that might be find themselves not finding a home in the tomb where the factions. Yes. And they might have to create a third way, hmm. a third way which might come from the floor, hmm. you know. And when people now are putting numbers together and saying, okay, we're able to reach threshold. Yeah. And with the reaching threshold, we can pursue some people because sometimes um, delegates can be with you, but when they go to the ballot, mm. it's a different thing again. Mm. Mm. So 
we could have an Mkize Mantashe potential way where they then maybe convince some of the other people who have been overlooked in the different factions to, that to might come happen. together. Yeah. That, that, that might happen hmm. um, because that would be because material conditions might dictate mm. the time. Mm. And this is the language that even in the ANC they use that material conditions sometimes dictate. Mm. And when they dictate, you have to change your strategy. Mm. You know, and that's why they've got this document called Strategy and Tactics, you know. So if Mandashe really wants this thing of national chair to return, he might also say, okay, you guys mm. are rejecting me. Mm. I'm going to go and engage with others who I think we can find each other. You have the issue of, 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 of Titi Mabuza that I spoke about in mm. the His campaign might be late, but he might also be commanding some support in, in, in the Mpumalanga a, a province, mm. Mm. but is the issue that at this present moment they seem not to be talking to each other, the other groupings, because they still have hope. And I think it's just that the ANC is also late with its own processes, mm. because next month already there were supposed to be PGCs, and those PGCs then will tell us. Because if you read the rules of this conference, you need um, three people for each position right who will automatically go to the ballot in terms of the nomination mm. the numbers mm. so and then for additional members 200 people who get who got the most nominations will mm. automatically go to the ballot I, I even laugh at times and say i wonder if any C members of the nc themselves read these rules because mm. these rules might come back and hit them because some of them are not popular they will not be able to get yeah. those numbers yeah. you know yeah ANC is not a normal organization. There are people also who felt they've been removed unfairly mm. as members of parliament in the past, or MPLs, or councillors. Somebody want to settle the scores, mm. you know. So mm. when you deal with an ANC, you must bear all these issues that the organization faces itself. Mm. When you speak about people who... 200 people who will go to the ballot automatically, with the most uh, nominations, I'm not sure if they will be able to do that. Most of those NEC members get those nominations, hmm. you know, or in the different province because there is a new phenomenon. That's why you, you are seeing a moria of candidates in the uh, officials of the NC. So ask yourself about additional members. Mm. That means the, num the stakes are high. Yeah. And the biggest problem is because some use this as a leverage to be members of parliament, mm. to become ministers in 2024. Sure. So for them, it's do or die right now. Mm. They need to find an expression in the National Executive Committee. And the ANC needs to have this conversation. Do they need a National Executive Committee that is going to be a burden to the ANC or a National Executive Committee that will carry the ANC? Because the ANC is going through a very difficult time, even financially. So mm. you need people who are financially stable, people who will not want to be deployed mm. in parliament as members of parliament, mm. people who will still say, I'm a CFO in the private sector, but yes, I'm available to lead, mm. and I will serve the organization at the, at the National Executive Committee. That means financially I'm okay to take care of my self to do any deployment traveling mm. across the country mm. you are deployed in KwaZulu-Natal you're able to book yourself yeah. without being a parent to the ANC 
you see, without being a burden to the state, mm. you know. So those are some of the things that the NC has to have those difficult conversations with itself. And the issue of corruption, you know, I think sometimes mm. even this issue of corruption, we tend to look at it from a, 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 a point of privilege, a point of comfort. Most people over the years have joined the ANC and they've seen the ANC as a vehicle to whether getting deployment or mm. getting tenders. Mm. And when this corruption happens, we don't look at it in how even our economy structures structured. Is our economy the way it's structured? Is it the one breeding corruption? Because when people start now to flood in an organization mm. for money, that means that there's a crisis in the economy because this should ordinarily be supporters or fans of the ANC. But now they have become cut carrying members because they know I'll, when, they, they, when there's a job opportunity, mm. I'll get a job. Let's leave Gauteng and look at other provinces and zoom into them. Sure. There are provinces where outside of the municipality, there is no other economic activities in the province. So if you are able to find a job, it's either a decent job, you become a teacher or a nurse, you can work at the local clinic, mm. or you become a police officer, or you become a military police. But if you look at Houghton, Houghton, people of Houghton are spoiled for choice. They sure. can go to private sector, There's, uh, uh, you have like your UN here, you've got mm. international NGOs that are here. So you, uh, you, have, you, 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 you have other opportunities where you can survive. Mm. So mm. the NC needs to actually look into the issue of the economy if it wants to deal with corruption. Because some of these leaders who get elected, they have to take care of the, their own immediate families extended families and then they still have comrades who would come to them i've got a problem my child's school fees mm. oh we've got a funeral at home we don't have money for burial so those are some of the things that also breed what we call corruption mm. because these people have to help these comrades you know so the nc needs to tip stop tiptoeing around the issue of the economy around the issue of land they need to confront it because it is really having a huge impact on the nc as an organization but also start to look at electing people who will not want deployment, but people who will just want to save the organization and not want to take anything from the organization, but give to the organization. Because if you look at the ANC historically from the apartheid, during the apartheid, people gave themselves to the ANC. Mm. People carried the ANC, not the other way around. Mm. And we need to find, to, to, to see an ANC that its members will be able to carry the ANC and not uh, the ANC carry them. Well, Rebone, thank you for joining us and for sharing your insights. I think we need to get you back definitely before December because your your knowledge of the party, its structures and its workings is unsurpassed. So I think maybe we must meet after the PGCs. That would be then good. We'll do the Let's do that. Let's do that. To tally. Comment down below if you want Rebone to come back on SNWX and uh, tag her on social media to make sure she comes back. But thanks so much for joining us on SMWX. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Aye. The Caesar and Welsh Experience Podcast. Aye. Aye. Aye.